This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pittman. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Aaron out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. He's in! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! Now, here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. Welcome into Instant Reaction right here on the Colts Audio Network. I am Casey Valier filling in for J.J. Stankovitz, who I'm not exactly sure where he is. He's somewhere (laughs) high above the Atlantic right now as the Colts are on their way back from Frankfurt, Germany, where they defeated the New England Patriots. They head in the bye. Sitting at 5-5, they get a victory at 10-6 over the Patriots. I'm joined by Colts Ring of Honor wide receiver Bill Brooks. Now, first off, Bill, before we dive into the game, Pretty long day for you. I know you had to be up early for our local pregame show here in Indianapolis, which started at 630, and you just recently wrapped up the postgame show. So I don't want to talk too long because, frankly, you've been talking for about 10 hours on this game. (laughs) But how are you feeling after a long day? I am feeling fine, actually. A little surprising (laughs) for myself to be up that early and uh, go through the day, and um, especially that early in the morning for myself. And I feel pretty good right now. I'm real happy that the Colts came back with a coming back with a win right now. That's a big game. Uh winning that game ten to six over in Germany is a nice win for the team. Oh, you're not you're not lying there. That's one of the things that this wasn't a game that I expected, if if you will. I, I didn't think it was going to be ten to six, kind of just a you know, both teams take the opening possession, fifteen fifteen play drives, go and score, and you're thinking, well, you know, it might be a, a shorter game because they're efficient, they're running the football, but it might be a very score-heavy game, and clearly that wasn't the case. I mean, the Colts get a touchdown, which ultimately that touchdown would have been enough as they win 10-6, to <laughs> but just initial thoughts when you look at the score of 10-6, to kind of an ugly game, really. You know, what were your initial takeaways from that Colts victory? Yeah, at first, you know, I, I thought maybe, like as you said, when each team got the ball on their first drives and they both scored on their first drives going down to the field at the beginning of the game, I thought maybe, you know what, this it's going to be a, a decent scoring game, not low scoring, not very high, but I thought it was going to be decent scoring. But, you know, it comes uh, comes down to it, the Colts defense played very well. I mean, yeah. stopping, stopping the Patriots, making it difficult for them, only holding them to six points and just doing a nice job. Uh, there was a time when the, Patriots did run the ball, especially in the second half. They did a, the Patriots did a nice job running the ball. I thought they were want to run the ball and kind of make it a short game for themselves and kind of keep the Colts' offense off the field and kind of make those long, long drives and hopefully score some points. But, you know, they couldn't score any points. They couldn't score any points. Once they got in the red zone, they were 0-4 in the red zone. So give the Colts' defense a lot of credit for how they played today. No, and that's something we'll dive into a little bit, but I want to bring up the running game, as you talked about. Ramonde Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott both averaged over four yards per carry. I mean, they they ran the ball between them a total of 33 times. So I was expecting a heavy dose of run, but I didn't think I expected that much. And like you said, the running game worked, but it got to that point where, you know, it, it seemed like every time that the Patriots did get into that red zone, the Colts would do a good job on first or second down to make it like a third and six, a third and long, so it eliminated the opportunity to run, and running was really the only way they were able to move the football because if you look at Mac Jones, he only had five incompletions. I mean, he was 15 of 20, 
but just 170 yards, and they really could never get anything. They had the long play that went to to Douglas, but outside of that, I mean, it was a very stagnant offensive attack that we saw from that Patriots offense, but definitely the run game, we, we have noticed it. We've talked about it time and time again. The Grover-Stewart absence has been noticed, and definitely it happened today, but the Colts did a good enough job to keep them out of the end zone. Yeah, and I know the Colts have missed Grover Stewart over the last couple of weeks. Grover not being in there and trying to, uh, of course, stop the run. It's been very difficult for the Colts, and that shows you how important Grover Stewart is to the defensive line and, and trying to stop the opponent's run. And, you know, give um, give the Colts credit, as far, especially in the red zone. That's the one thing I'm that's, I'm sticking, hanging my hat on right now because yeah. coming into the game, the, the Patriots are ranked fourth in the red zone as far as from the offensive standpoint scoring. And, Give the the coach defense credit for holding them to no touchdowns, two field goals, and did a nice job of just really uh, putting pressure on Mac Jones when he was in there and making it difficult for him to actually get some passes off. Even though he was 15 for 20, he uh, he, he did a good job, but the coach got five sacks as well, so they put some pressure on Mac Jones. No, highlighting there the red zone. I mean, that is one thing. You know, I had the pleasure of of sitting in studio with Rick Venturi the entire game, mm-hmm. and that was one of his keys is red zone efficiency because the Patriots on both ends were very, very good coming into yes. this game. Defensively, they were one of the tougher teams to score on in the red zone, and then offensively, when they got in those situations, they were taking advantage of it to this point. And if you look at the red zone today, the Colts were only in the red zone offensively one time. They scored a touchdown there, Jonathan Taylor score, and then as you mentioned, 0 for 4 for the Patriots in the red zone, 0 for 1 in that goal-to-go situation too. So I thought the Colts' defense, when you look at it all said and done, there were a handful of areas you could improve on, but that was an area that they totally, as you mentioned, you you know, you you hold your head high on that one for sure. Oh yeah, you know when they had to make a stop, they made a stop, and you know that's what it takes. You know when you know sometimes things aren't always the prettiest, or you know things work out the way you want them to work out. But if you find a way to make a play, find a way to stop a team, uh, doing those things, usually. Uh, good things happen for you. So the Colts found a way to keep them out of the end zone. Um, you know, they only got two field goals and they played well. And also the Colts won the turnover battle. And you know, we've talked about that you know, for, well, I don't know how long we talked about <laughs> the, the Colts winning a turnover battle. If they win a turnover battle, they're going to be pretty successful. And, and so uh, what's happened today against the Patriots in Germany. No, that that's definitely uh, one of the things that we I think we talked about on Thursday on our podcast, yeah. where ultimately the game of football, it, it's really not rocket science. It comes no. down to some pretty easy things. If you think about it, you take care of the football. Typically, you're going to win. We saw that today. Now, we talked about the defensive effort the Colts put through. I mean, you cannot look at what Daiwa Dangbo and not oh just go, goodness. man, if if this guy's not up for, you know, maybe the <laughs> AFC defensive player of the week, I'm not sure what is. Three sacks all coming in the first half. I noticed it was actually the first time that a Colts player had three sacks in the first half since Dwight wow. Freeney in 2005. So, I mean, that's some pretty good company to join. But Dio, and I mean, it wasn't just those three plays. He was wreaking havoc all day. Yeah, he was all over the field all day today. And, you know, he played with a, a lot of heart going out there, playing tough and playing physical and just making plays and really getting after the quarterback and not just him, but the rest of the team as well, you know, going out there playing. Cody Pay had a nice day. Tyquan Lewis has a nice day. And of course, you know, DeForest Buckner does a, a nice job out there with, you know, with eight tackles and one tackle for loss and two quarterback hits. So 
give those guys credit. The defensive line went out there, put pressure on Mac Jones, did what they needed to do to cause problems for him. And when you sack someone five times, that's saying a lot about your defensive line. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at Dio, really, as of late, he's really been coming on strong. You know, it's one of those things where when the Colts took him a couple of years ago, it's, his whole rookie year was kind of a wash coming off the Achilles. So last yes. year, right around mid-season form or mid-season, he really kind of started to get back into what he put on display in the SEC and Vanderbilt while he was there. And then over the last handful of weeks, I mean, you talk about the three sacks he had today. He came into the game with three sacks, but over the last four weeks, he now has five and a half sacks over the last four weeks. So I would say he's really coming on strong. And when you look at what this defense has lacked, that is kind of it. You haven't had that consistent pressure off the edge. Samson Ebicom has given you a handful of flashes. Quiddy Pay has been solid, but you haven't had that almost week in and week out guy that is creating that. And when you get a guy like DeForest Buckner, who you know what to expect inside. If Dio can if Dio can continue this, it's very, very important for this team moving forward. Yeah, it'll be very important for the defense, especially moving forward. If you have guys like Dio playing the way he's playing and you have Tyquan Lewis and those guys playing the way they're playing as far as putting pressure on the quarterback. If you can have some guy that can, guys that consistently put pressure on the quarterback, and of course we know what DeForest Buckner's going to do in there on the inside, that's going to cause offenses a lot of problems because the quarterback's going to have to you know, make sure that he accounts for the rush on the, off the edge. And then, of course, uh, when they do that, then that makes the quarterback step up into the pocket and you step up into DeForest Buckner, or Buckner a big guy like that. And you know what? It's going to cause some sacks or it might cause the quarterback to throw the ball and DeForest Buckner with those long arms could bat the ball down. So, you know what? If you get some pressure off the edge, if those guys continue to play like that, you know, I think we'll see some special things from the defense. Now, one of the things that at the end of the day, all of this culminated to a Colts victory. They they improved to five and five and they had to the bye. Now, you played a lot of football in your day, Billy. You've you were a part of some some positive teams, some some negative teams, and all those teams in between. How pivotal is it to not only get a win heading into the bye, but also kind of get you right back on level playing field for the last, you know, seven game stretch here where you got a really good opportunity with a pretty favorable schedule now sitting at five and five to take advantage. You know, let's talk about first of the win. They they had a nice win today, but also they they stacked that this win off the win they had previously last week against the Carolina Panthers. So now they have two two wins back to back and you're coming back from Germany uh, as a player, a nice flight. Home. <laughs> it's, it's a long flight, long flight. But, yeah. Long flight, but it's a nice flight home now after a win, because if it's a loss, that is a long, miserable flight. So the guys have a, are going to have a nice flight home coming back and then they have the bye week and they have an opportunity um, to get their bodies better or get their bodies rested to go in this last seven game stretch here. Uh, for the regular season. And you know what? You feel good about yourself. After a win, you always feel good about yourself. And you have time to kind of reflect on the win and the things you did well and you know things you got to improve on where if you're lost, all you're thinking about is the loss for the, your bye week and the time you're having off. And it's just draining. Right now, they can relax a little bit, um, re- relax their minds, get the bodies back, um, recuperate it from the games, like the 10 games they played thus far. And be ready to go once the once they get back from the bye week because this stretch, as we as you just mentioned, Casey, is a stretch where you know what every game is a winnable game. But when you right. look at the schedule right now, as far as 
uh, the coach who they play, this is going to be a stretch where, you know, if they take care of their business, they can go out and, and make some hay with these next seven games and give themselves an opportunity to get into the playoffs. And that's all you want right now. Them being five and five right now, going into these last seven games, they gave themselves an opportunity right now to make a run to get into the playoffs. And that's all you want as a, as a player. You want an opportunity and they have this opportunity right now. And that's in this way, they control their own destiny. Um, if they go out there and play well and do a good job in each game. And, and I know we don't want to look at the scoreboards. You, you want to just focus on, on your opponents and everything. But if you look at what happened today in the division, Tennessee loses, Jacksonville mm-hmm. loses Houston. I mean, they put a, a, a nice 10 point victory over the Bengals, which people are saying maybe this was the Bengals that we saw, you know, early on. You never really know what, the, but that is what is the NFL. And, and exactly. that's what you need. As you mentioned it, just having an opportunity because right now, I mean, you keep with this victory and now you kind of sit on the side next week and kind of watch things just start to happen. You you know how that works. Guys yes. will beat up on each other. So it's a great, for me, Getting to five and five, it didn't matter how you got there. I think if you look at the season before, let's say Anthony Richardson starting at quarterback, and you looked at the schedule and you said you had him to buy at five and five, I think you sign up for that all day long. Definitely. It was one of those teams where you weren't exactly sure what this team was going to look like, new offense, new all of that. And yeah, I think you look at the schedule and go, man, there were some there were some games you could have had, but there are also some games on there. I mean, you, you go out and be a Baltimore team who's really, really good. So there's a lot that you look at of this first portion of the year now heading into the bye that you say, you know what? We came out of that almost better than I think people expected. And, and that's the biggest thing for me was you go into the bye and you're not limping in. You are going in with momentum and stride. And you know what? There's a lot of football left and, and there's a lot of wins to be had. It, it definitely. And, you know, you talk about that, Casey, and, you know, a lot of times in football, what we say is you want to play your best football, especially in November and December. Right. And that's when you can make that's when you're making your run right then in November and December. You know, what? we got back to 500 uh, with five and five right now, have seven games remaining. We have four games at home. I like to see the Colts go out there and it's played, especially those games at home. Yeah. Start establishing a home dominance, going out there in those home games and playing well. And definitely, hopefully, winning those football games. But once you do that and you have the opportunity, it makes it exciting. It makes this time of the year exciting, especially for a player, because now you know, hey, look, we have a chance to get to the dance. And if you get to the dance, you know, anything can happen once you get to the dance. We just want to get to the dance. And now you have an opportunity to get to the dance, and they just have to take advantage of it. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up playing your best football in November and December because the Colts have played two games now in November. They're 2-0. and And not only have they played good football, it's really been highlighted by the defense. We had yes. three straight weeks where the defense allowed 38 points combined in each of three straight games. It was 37, 38, 39. And it was one of those things where you're looking at the at the rankings and you're, you're dead last in points allowed. And, you know, your offense is scoring 20 points at will, and they're just not being able to score enough points to, to outduel a team. And that hasn't been the case the last two weeks. The last two weeks we have seen not really a sluggish offense, but you just haven't seen, uh, I don't know, those, just those splash plays that you became accustomed to the previous four weeks. And ultimately, that's the game of football. It's ups and downs. It's peaks yep. and valleys. And seeing that the offense had their struggles the last couple of weeks, but the defense was able to pick them up. That is so pivotal for me when you look at what this team can do moving forward, because 
We talk about what the expectations were before the year. I think we all expected this defense to be a top 10, top 15 defense. And over the last two weeks, they've really shown that. Yeah, that's what you want. You want, you know, you guys want as a player and playing with a lot of guys on your team and playing, you know, of course, offense, you want to be able to go out there and do your job. But if you don't do your job or you can't, you can't score as many points as you want, you want the defense to pick you up. And, you know, the defense, the last two weeks have done a nice job. You know, they held, of course, New England to six points, held Carolina to 13 points. So they didn't score a lot of points. So the defense went out there and did their job. And the Colts did enough offensively to score points to win the football games. There are going to be games like that. There's going to be times when the offense is going to be clicking and they score points. And you know what? They're going to pick up the defense and vice versa. There's, there's going to be times the offenses might struggle a little bit. The defense is going to be clicking like they were today, holding New England to six points. And that's what you need. And you don't know when it's going to happen, but you hopefully hopefully it doesn't happen often, but it's going to happen sometime throughout the season. And hopefully right now the defense can keep this going, hold teams to a few points, and the can get, offense can get going and start making some of those big splash plays and scoring some points. And then if that happens, then watch out. You know, the coach is going to be rolling. Now, real quick, I do want to touch a little bit on the offense. We, As we talked about, the offense didn't have their best stuff on Sunday, but they did do enough to get a victory because ultimately it came down to scoring a touchdown and getting a field goal, which gave them 10 points, which is more than the uh, the Patriots. That right there calculates for a win, so it doesn't matter what the stats <laughs> look like. But I think today we kind of saw the change in the running back room. We saw Jonathan Taylor get 23 carries. He ran for just 69 yards, just three yards a carry. Did have the touchdown, but we only saw Zach Moss touch the ball fo- football one time today. Are we, you expect this kind of as we move forward with more of Jonathan Taylor being that bell cow guy for the Colts? I, I think you'll, you'll probably see Jonathan Taylor being the bell cow of the Colts running game, but I don't think he's going to be the one solely getting all the carries. I think Zach Moss, is, they'll, they'll be a game or two or three or four. I don't know how many, but I think Zach Moss, he's going to get his share of carries and he's going to have to carry the load some. Um, because I think you, you you want to use both these guys. Zach Moss has shown that he can play and he can produce out there in the football field. But for the most part, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the guy that you're going to ride uh, the rest of the season, as long as he stays healthy. Um, but you need you need someone else to come in and, and kind of give you a spell and, and make some big runs. Just like today, you saw Stevens and Ezekiel Elliott. You have both those guys out there yeah. running today. And, and you know what? You know, you had uh, Stevenson had 20 carries and Ezekiel Elliott had 13. So I'm not saying it's going to be that close as far as carries, but you know what? You're going to need Zach Moss to go out there and play and, and relieve JT of some, um, some of those uh, runs. But you know what? I think Zach Moss can do a nice job, but also JT can do a good job out in in the passing game. I think getting JT out in the open field, right? Let him use his skills out there in the open field, not just uh, running the ball, but and uh, catching the ball and and let him do his thing out there in the open field. No, and one thing I do want to close on there before we you know we wrap up and kind of preview what's upcoming for the Colts is I want to talk about where your bread and butter is in the wide receiver group. I mean, I thought it was a pretty gutty performance. I mean, Michael Pittman just continues to be Michael Pittman. Eight catches for 84 yards. He was just that great security blanket when you needed a big play. Michael Pittman was that guy. But then Josh Downs came into the game with the knee. You knew he was going to be limited. And he made easily his best catch wow. to this point as as a rookie. I mean, that third down grab that 
I wouldn't say sealed the game, but pretty darn close to sealing the game for the Colts. Just talk about that gritty performance of you're hurt, but you're able to offer as much as you can and that huge play by Josh Downs. This is a lot about that young man. You know, at first you're being hurt and not being able to go out and practice and perform out in the practice field. And for him to stay focused on the game plan and just stay attentive to what's going on in the classroom and um, not being able to go out there and practice, but then um, being ready to play and going out there and playing and just doing the things he knows he can do out there in the football field and him going out there and and making plays, not playing a lot, getting there on, on spot duty, so to speak, but going out there and doing his job. It says a lot about the young man as far as from a mental standpoint of him staying focused on the game plan and what he need to do uh, during the week and for the game. And then for him to go out there in a, in a big situation like that in that third down, I thought, Casey, you're right. I'm not saying it was I'm not saying it was the, the play that sealed the game, but it was a very important oh. play on third down. And doing his third down, I think it was third and six, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. Third down. So it was a big and you're play. backed up. I mean, it exactly. Was, you're it was backed huge. up and uh, give uh, Gardner Minshew some credit. He scrambled there and bought some time, and then he hit downs and downs, dives, and makes a nice catch there and gives the coach some room to get out and, you know, get a first down and continue to eat some clock up and then go down the field. And, uh, you know what? They did a nice job of getting some room for themselves back from their own end zone. You know, I think one of the things that that we have noticed the importance of this year, and I think that's when you have the margin of error that this team, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, I would say 25 to, to 28 teams are dealing with very similar margin of errors of what the Colts are. And I think that Rigoberto Sanchez has been so key in field position for this yes. team. But I mean, a play like Josh Downs, what I thought that did is it, you know, we talk about it sealing. Maybe it didn't seal it because that wasn't the the final time the offense was on the field and you could just take right. some victory formations. But what it did is it allowed Rigoberto Sanchez to flip the field once again. Yes. And and you saw that 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 Patriots offense, they had to go to Bailey Zappi because I, I don't know what went on with the you know the, the reason that Mac Jones was not out there for that final drive. But you just felt like the Patriots offense knew they couldn't drive down the field and score a touchdown. So that's what that did. And that's just been so key. And and Rigoberto Sanchez coming off that Achilles last year, he has been so great for this team. But as we've talked about, the Colts get back to five and five, a 10 to six victory over the Patriots in Germany. They now hit their bye week and they will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Sunday after Thanksgiving. That game is at home. So, Bill, I got two questions for you as a player. Your mm-hmm. bye week. What did you want to do? Was it completely get out of sight, out of mind, get get a week of just you, or were you still kind of dabbling in the playbook? And then you, as just Bill Brooks, Ring of Honor, you've got a look. What does that honey do list look like for you heading into the bye? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take the first one uh, in regards to me as a player. Uh, to be honest with you, I wanted to get away from it. You know, we, yeah. Back when I was playing, we still had a couple of days we had to practice and, and things like that, but. When we had time off, I wanted to get away from football. I wanted yeah. to get away from everything about football. I watched football a little bit on Sunday uh, before we had to come back. But for the most part, I got away. I just wanted to relax my mind, relax my body, take it easy, and then just do a little stretching. That's about it. But other than that, I got away from football just so I can get refreshed and be ready to go for uh, the remaining games. And as far as my hunting do list, I haven't got it yet. Unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, for, fortunately for me, I haven't got it yet, but it might be unfortunately too, because I think it's going to be kind of long. Uh, so I, I might want it as soon as possible so I can get started on it. 
Oh, I understand. I mean, we're we're hosting Thanksgiving for the second straight year. So we just Ooh. we just moved. Uh, it was a year in August. So our new house has got a little bit more space. And my in-laws, who typically would host, they actually downsize. So like okay. in the midst of them downsizing, we have kind of not necessarily all of the holidays, but mainly Thanksgiving kind of just said, hey, we've got the space. So with the bye week being so perfectly <laughs> timed before Thanksgiving, I can really – Lend a helping hand to my wife. So as we prepare for, I want to say the numbers, probably 25 people coming to our house. We've got, we've got like a, we bought a new table when we moved here and we had our old dining room table that we never got rid of because we liked it. So it actually works out perfectly. We could just bring it back in and we've got two dining room tables and we'll have everything set up, but I'm sure it's going to be a lot of uh, cleaning of the house and, and getting all that set up for me on my honeydew list. But, you know, ultimately perfect timing for the buy. You never complain say, about when it comes, I, but it is perfect time. I was going to say, I said, not only is it a perfect time for the players for the buy, it's also a perfect time for you, Casey, for the work <laughs> right. you're going to need to do to get ready for Thanksgiving. You're not kidding there. Well, Bill, uh, I know it's one of those things that, we always love doing all these things, but I'm looking forward to having some time off this week. I'm sure you I'm are as sure well. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I mean, no one, as we mentioned, nobody's going to complain about the buy. No one's going to complain about any no. time off. And ultimately, we, we could talk about our jobs, and it's not a difficult job. But hey, no. I would like to to give this 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 voice that I constantly use just a little bit of a break. And I'm definitely going to do a little bit of that this week as we head into the buy. Well, you need to enjoy yourself, Casey, because you do put a lot of work in. And uh, you know what? You need to get away for a little bit. And so you can enjoy you and your family. Well, I appreciate that, Bill. And hey, you do the same, Bill. You, you've you been working really, really hard all day long. You've been up since, I don't know, 4.30 this morning or so. So I'm sure you're excited to maybe hit hit the hay and get a little bit of sleep in. And we'll be back tomorrow, back in the building to do a couple things tomorrow Tuesday, a little bit on Wednesday, but I know Thursday and Friday going to take some time off. I got to get some uh, new license plates. You know, it's that time of year. So that's, <laughs> yes. that's kind of on the agenda for later in the week. But this has been another episode of Instant Reaction. The Colts get a big victory in Germany. They defeat the New England Patriots 10-6. to They improve to 5-5. Five and five. For my good buddy, Bill Brooks, Bill, I really appreciate the time. Next time we do this, we'll be after Thanksgiving. J.J. Stankins will be back on with you, but I appreciate the time, Bill, and make sure you listen to the Colts Audio Network for all the Colts audio that's coming up this week and as we move on. But once again, the Colts improved to 5-5, five and five, a 10-6 victory over the New England Patriots. For Bill Brooks, I've been Casey Vallier. Thanks, and have a good bye week. Bye.